This is a short expedition unknown, searching for pirate treasure using radioactive materials. Without further ado, here we go again. This is Paranormal Things. I'm Keith, asking for your support also. Without further ado, here we go. Mike believes that Gaspar's right-hand man, Juan Gomez, buried their pirate treasure somewhere in the vicinity of a tree he carved with a Roman numeral. So I waste no time firing up the old metal detector to try my luck at proving that Gaspar's legendary loot is the real deal. Gaspar treasure. Dennis, you're on you're on Gator Watch with okay, that machete I'll do right this. now. Here in Florida, I guess. He's in radioactive material. Real treasure hunter, this guy is. Got a hit? Hey, Mike! Got a hit? Got a hit! There's something. That sounds used good. used metal detector. I got the shovel. We're looking at it right there. Where are they at? I said Gator Watch, so I'm assuming nice and soft. Florida? Right sand. You got it, right there. Well, we found silver. The silver bullet. Cold brood in the Rockies. Enjoyed <laughs> by Jose Gaspar. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Can't win them all. Course can. Aluminum can. Keep at it. In the woods, that's what they were doing, I guess. But after an it's hour definitely... of metal detecting, we don't even turn up another beer can. As of right now, nothing. The metal detectors are silent. But that's the thing about treasure hunting. You gotta you have win some, you lose some. We tried Captain Kids, Blackbeard, Bluebeard. This is where Dennis comes in. I think it's time to bring out the secret weapon. What was your secret weapon? <laughs> it's right here in my hand. Okay, what's in this bag you've been carrying around all day? Nuclear There's something. Here. There's only two in the world, and I have one of them. It locates treasure from a distance. Okay, you've got my attention. This is it. This is it. Okay, this looks like a piece of PVC piping. It's what's in it that counts. And what's in it? Um, a little bit of radiation. I say, I'm sorry, I said what? A little radiation. <laughs> radiation? Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Dennis, there's information... That you give out at the beginning of handling radioactive material? Where'd you get this radioactive material from? I can't tell you that part. This is this a Back to the Future situation? Are like Libyans in a van going to pull up here? No. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on right now, Dennis, but I'm all in. Let's see, let's see what's going on. Dennis explains that his device works off the negative fields of the Earth. Whatever that means. Depending on how he calibrates it, which is also a secret, the device, he says, can detect the aura of gold, silver, even diamonds, up to a hundred miles away. To prove it, he sets the device to detect silver. Then he puts a silver coin on the ground to let a skeptic like me give it a whirl. Can I try this? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Would you, would you mind? Now, are these radioactive too, Dennis? No, not at all. Okay. Hold them like this at a slight angle down. Okay. 
So you're telling me that when I walk this way, when I pass the silver, it's going to cross, and when I pass the gold, it's not going to. That's correct. Okay. There it is. There's your crossing on the silver. Okay. I'm passing the silver now. Using divining rod type things to. Dennis, what did treasure? you Treasure? Something very, very valuable, Josh. I'm like, what's happening here? You gotta believe. I have no idea what's going on here. I don't care if you have a crystal ball and you're chanting in tongues. If it leads to treasure, you're my hero. I like a challenge. Good. Let's see what it can do. Dennis adjusts the device to look for gold and inserts the probe into the ground. Looking for gold. He then follows the pirate two rods gold. as they turn in his hands to navigate our search Searching for the for pirate, pirate treasure. treasure using radioactive material. Right expedition unknown. Right behind you. Short story. Even Josh got his we doubts about this. We make our way farther into the woods, and if you ask me, farther away from reality. Until Dennis stops, reorients his rods at a 90 degree angle, and we follow him another 25 feet. The divining rods, they, I guess right they cross whenever he found right something. It's right here. Okay, so your determination using... Divine rods. Plutonium, I guess, is okay. that is that there's a treasure right here. Yes, sir. Let's see if we get anything on the old-fashioned non-nuclear metal detector. <laughs> there is something there, man. I will say, having spent half the day running through these swamps and this thing barely going off at all, there's something here, which is kind of amazing. They get to me. treasure, man. It's deep, this stuff whatever works. it is. How, how deep down do you think this is? I think it's three foot plus. Three foot plus. We got some digging to do. Start the party. Let's do it, come on. Three feet doesn't sound like much until you actually have to dig it. So first, we're going to drill baby drill. This gas-powered auger with a three foot long bit helps break up the dirt. And then we get ready to dig. Dig by hand. I guess that's what archaeologists do. Okay, now what? It's deeper. Dig deeper. Deeper. Okay. The humid Florida swamp is turning into a sweat box, and though I'm exhausted, I'm also hell-bent and determined to find out if there's anything at the bottom of this hole. The truth behind Jose Gaspar's legend and his treasure hangs in the Jose balance. Jose Gaspar, I guess he's the, he's the pirate. Like I said, there's Bluebeard, Blackbeard. Gosh, I really enjoy digging this out. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I'm kidding, Mike. Captain Morgan. Every minute of this. All these guys. At least every other minute. Finally, after hours of backbreaking labor. Okay, so we are now down into the water table. I'd say from the surface we're down six feet or more. So what do you think, Dennis? You ready to cry uncle on this one or no? No, there's something there. We've just probed the side of this thing. We need something a little bit bigger. And nothing. And we just hadn't dug wide enough and, and to expand the hole. Mike, what do you think? Well, I think whatever is down there, we're not going to find it today. You think it's a bigger job? It's going to be bigger than what we thought. Definitely something's here. The mystery look, continues. Look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, 
It's been fun digging a hole. Hey, those rods of yours, can they lead to a bar? <laughs> there you go, and on so Discovery ends my Channel. Foray into alternative treasure hunting. And that's where you get plutonium to dig a hole. He says there's something there. I guess the world may never know. They dug, they dug a hole for the last seven minutes and 50 seconds talking about it, but I guess they didn't get around to actually doing it. Let's do a part two because there is definitely something going down. Let's see what else. Josh Gates. First human remains beneath hell. Mirdor. Mirdor? I guess that's what it's called. Another discovery. This is one, I guess, is produced by the UK. And a lot of people have seen it. This is on YouTube. So, without further ado, part two, Josh Gates and uh, Expedition Unknown. This is another short story. Having trouble falling or staying asleep? Maybe you should talk to your doctor about Bell's... Should get paid for these commercials. I'm with archaeologist Dr. Richard Hansen, exploring the jungle ruins of El Mirador. El Mirador. Hey, I actually pronounced it right. ...that may have been controlled by a powerful dynasty known as the Snake Kings. And Richard is about to show me the evidence. They put, they put a big roof on everything as they excavate. Because they excavate cities. This is the Grand Acropolis of El Mirador. El Mirador. Once home to the most powerful families in the city. The entire plaster-covered plaza collected and channeled water for the city's residents. Along the walls are two 26-foot panels covered in pristine Maya sculptures. And what's exciting for us is it has the entire cosmology of Maya. For example, if you look up here, the great rain god Chak. The rain god. And the rain god. Feathered serpent. Here's the feathers right here. Then you have this old god, the great creator god. He likes to dress up. like Indiana Jones with a hat. When he's so a whip and a so damn well uh, gun. This is a stunning revelation. The mythology of the Maya was thought to have been conceived during the classic period, or even partially invented by later Spanish priests. Yet here it is, carved in plaster a thousand years earlier. And at the base of the frieze, another shocking discovery. Going way down deep. Oh, wow. Here we go. Wow. What I want to show you, though, is here. What you're looking at, this is the eye of a serpent. It's got its open mouth here. Here it has a fang Treasure and something? a droplet of venom. We believe that this symbol, since it's such an important symbol of a serpent, is one of the earliest symbols we have of the Snake Kingdom. Wow. See this snake symbol a thousand years later. A thousand years later, hearkening back to the snake king. Exactly. And here it is. Here it is. I'm so the snake king this is, is in the there. This is the capital of the snake kingdom in the pre-classic. How do you prove it's it? Mere door, we still have no, to mere find these guys. The, uh, snake king Luckily, Richard has some idea where to look. We hike on deeper into the site to a new lead in the search for the tombs of the snake kings. Josh, this is uh, one of the buildings we're currently excavating. 
here at the Mirador. And inside that excavation is a senior member of Richard's team. Hey, hey. Hey. This is Ricky Hernandez. Hey, Enrique Josh. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, okay. Explain this place to me. What am I looking at? Josh, this is one of the later buildings at the site. We're excavating to understand the whole sequence of occupation here, and then one of the later buildings. And so, what do you think? What's down here? We find a stucco floor, and underneath, underneath, the Maya dug a pit. They had this older floor, they chopped down into it, and put something in there. Do we know why they did that? We don't know. Human remains. Hey, can we, we see think it? Is it is possible is. to go down? Yes, it's possible. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Come on. I'm first? Yeah. All right, Josh, here's a, here's a lantern. Okay, thanks. Take that. Okay, I am going in. Enrique and his group have excavated word. most of this small room, leaving just it's enough space small. for Richard and I to squeeze in. And I do mean just enough space. Okay, walk me through what we're seeing here before it... Couldn't get me in here, brother. ...collapses and kills me. This is the floor, right down here on the bottom. And then... And you can see that rock. It just Cannot goes right down into a big a pit. And so the question is, what's under this? What's under this? This may be a garbage pit. Maybe it was a latrine. Or maybe it was a burial. We don't know. That's like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> it's either untold riches or a pile of how do you know in this, in this shit. business? That's what he said. You never know. That's right. Okay, so how do we proceed here? All right, we're going to take the excavation a little wider to reveal the full dimensions of the pit. We're going to take it a little higher so it's easier to ground in here for protection. Got it. Because this can be a little risky. Gosh, it's uh, a little risky. A little risky here. Yeah. <laughs> Chip away. Thank you. We form a bucket brigade and begin removing dirt and debris from the chamber. As the sun beats down, throw just to see. He might find human remains. We finally clear the floor. It's time to see if one of the elusive snake kings is hiding underneath it. All right, let's Josh is going back in to see if the elusive king, snake king, is there. All cleaned up. All cleaned up. You see the full size of the the pit that they put in here. They chop right to that floor. The big capstones across the top. Inside the pit, ancient capstones are protecting a cavity that could contain a precious burial. They must be removed carefully, because if they fall, they could utterly destroy whatever is underneath. Underneath there, yeah. I got it. I got it. They do it. Removing the first block leaves no doubt. There is a hidden chamber beneath this floor. So what's the next one out? Well, this would be this one right here. There you go. The blocks are heavy, and there's almost no room to move in here. Okay, okay. In short, this is a high-stakes game of Jenga. Now, these lateral, these lateral blocks are what are sustaining these big, huge This is amazing. Blocks on the side. You have to go very slow to not what to destroy what's, out, what's underneath oh, there. But as we pull up the last block, the stone cracks into two sections. Oh, it's boy. cracking in two. Human remains, it looks like. The chamber is finally open. Now, for the first time in thousands of years, we're going to glimpse its contents. The only question is, what or who is inside? Josh, there's bone in there. 
we're looking at a bird. Oh yeah, there's a bone. The highlighter. Right That's what he lives you. for. That's so what archaeologists lives for. No doubt about it. This is a burial. He found the burial of a possibly a king. Unbelievable. We'll do a part three since they're short stories. Come over here to see. That was Almiro the... And Snake Kings. Before that was the Pirates. Treasure. Using nuclear isotopes. Did Josh Gage try. Just try to find. Genesis. At Stonehenge. Let's find out. We're trying. Trying to hold. My microphone. And click at the same time. So the fun thing with the serpent is, how does a serpent talk? Yeah. What, what, and not only that, but why is the serpent's punishment to crawl on its belly when that... At the Bay of Firth, in the remote Scottish Bay archipelago of, of Orkney, I've joined geophysicist Richard Bates and archaeologist Caroline Wickham-Jones just find Genesis diving Stonehenge to explore Exploration Unknown Part 3 may be the original of the episode. Sites like Stonehenge. The boat just down here on the left, Josh. Yeah. But at the moment, there is one thing that's dampening my excitement. I feel as though I need to point out that it is snowing. <laughs> yeah. Perfect diving weather. It's snowing. He's going, they're going to go diving Today, in cold Caroline water. Today, Richard have enlisted the help of Teledyne Blueview, a company that's developed pioneering underwater sonar technology, often used on deep sea shipwrecks. I'm hoping our boat isn't their next project. Okay, Josh, we're coming up on the site now in the middle of the bay here. We're going to get a high-resolution sonar image of what's on the bottom. All right, great. Let's see it. Okay, off you go. This is going to be a long title. This is part three of is to the break out uh, Teledyne's boat-mounted sonar imaging scanner to get an short stories of uh, expedition on the required. But once we've got it all rigged up. It's an impressive piece of kit. Sonar generates high-resolution 3D point clouds, so we're hoping to get some very good details of the area of interest. We should see individual stones. Awesome. The scanner is able to stitch together 3D sonar scans in real time, creating an image of the site from above. But first, we'll need to generate the data by taking the boat back and forth. Oh, by the Zamboni way, we're still going to have that. We are following Christmas where investigation. We send in these see if there's a spirit here at the house. Right. House so is 96 years old. On it's a real reflection from the seafloor. Got it. And find As out we navigate if someone back and forth over the site, the computer begins stitching together player. the data. Before Maybe long, something unusual starts to take shape. So no question there's a feature down there. There's a definite step in the landscape here. That's fabulous. It's really clear. That's Look fabulous. At that. Look at the very clear. It's circular. Definitely British, even though they're in Scotland. So am I to understand that this is a monument? Is this a henge? Well, that's the million-dollar question. Stonehenge underwater. Prove that people made I or even know. modified this site. It would mean that this is the earliest man-made henge and stone circle monument ever found. Perhaps the inspiration for all others that followed. The only way for us to continue studying that is to get in the water. 
Boy, you better have some seriously warm gear on this boat. So, against my better judgment, an open ocean dive in near-Arctic waters is on. John's brought another scanning setup to document the site in even richer detail. But first, we'll need to squeeze into specialty diving suits capable of keeping us alive in freezing and warm. water. I feel like I look heated. like the Michelin Man heated. and Richard looks like <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was puffy like the Michelin Man. We drop the anchor in to mark the spot. And then, bombs away. Yeah. is only about 15 feet deep, but it feels like we're on another planet. First impression, it's not really a, a flat sandy bottom. A lot of kelp down here, and a lot of stones. Yeah, stones is what we're after. Gotta sneak around in that kelp. We swim closer to the center, and the ground beneath us starts to rise. Josh, look at this. Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Looking for your support? It has this perfect you want to hear Josh Gates I mean, or see, see a Yeti, Loch Ness Monster, Ghosts and Goblins? Really wild. Yeah, it's one of a kind. This it's is the podcast like you need to see. Brought to you by Anchor well, FM. What's the plan now? Persona unit, bring it down here. We can get even more resolution. We have the surface team lower the sonar unit to the ocean floor, and we prepare for a hyper-detailed scan of the site. Okay, tripod's in position. Give us a 360 scan. Okay, we're starting to scan. John, my head is about two feet from this thing. Is that going to be a problem? It's not recommended, but it is safe. Richard and I swim out of the way to let he the must scanner be a bona fide, do its job. Uh, so as the uh, sonar scans around, skin diver, because uh, boy, we'll he goes in cold water, area. warm water. It only takes minutes for the machine to collect millions of data points, unbelievable. rendering an image in real time. So this man's fearless. Okay. Okay. And probably gets paid very that's well. Amazing, guys! That's fabulous detail, just even so quickly. That's just incredible. Looks like a hurricane at the bottom of freezing the... water. We're eager to make our way topside, thaw out, and examine the scan. Well, they scan the um, ocean floor of the new Stonehenge that they think How that cool they. How cool is that? Hey, it a 3D picture. The combined scans from above and below have come through crystal clear, giving Caroline and Richard the most accurate model yet of the mysterious underwater feature. You can really see the Atlantis? Yeah, really. Absolutely. Could that it be Atlantis? Is a very distinct outer. Just a guess out of the just on me and my the alone. Hinges, they occur in Orkney. Well, they have to be inspired by something. Our work here tells us that. Because how did it get underwater this like that? On a land surface. The formation we saw underwater, so reminiscent of the banks and ditches of Stonehenge and Stennis, may in fact have been the reason for their existence, as the people migrating south sought to emulate the site here. It's impossible to ignore how similar it is in some ways to these hinges we see on Orkney and other places. Do you think this is a part of that story? More, more than what they had in so England, Stonehenge. It's got the platform, the ditch. It's the same sort of size, like a like a circle. Yeah. Is it a coincidence around, that we get something around the like uh, this, stones where these sites are developed? It could be a mother henge. 
it turns everything on its head. You wouldn't think it would be the genesis of something as magnificent as Stonehenge. Well, that was part three. And the final, final of the trilogy that I put together for you so you could uh, make your own judgment. Pirate Treasure, Elmira, Elmirador, uh, Snake King. I guess that's a that's a rare king that ruled that area once once did back in the day. And now you were looking at a Stonehenge that may have been underwater that was on land at one time. Built monument. Couldn't couldn't I couldn't make out, but boy, their scan really makes it look like Stonehenge. So till we meet again, sleep tight. <laughs>